0: Grace, mercy and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. And also with you. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Today we continue in our series looking at the person of Jesus and the way that he lived his earthly life. We've considered his courage and his humility and today, Peter will be helping us see the serenity and joy that characterised his life.
1: I'm reading from the letter to the Hebrews, chapter 12. Uh, in the previous chapter, we've been given the names of many people who've uh, acted on their faith. Hebrews chapter 12. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart.
0: Well, good morning everyone. About a month ago, the BBC News reported on the British trials for the Olympic marathon team at Kew Gardens. I don't know whether any of you caught the item, but my attention was captured by the reaction of 39-year-old Chris Thompson winning the men's marathon race. As he approached the finishing line, he stopped punched the air before tearing angrily at the finishing tape as he took his final steps, crying out in emotion as he did so. In the post-race interview, he spoke of an explosion of emotion as he took the tape. There was a lot going on in, in his heart. His baby son had been born in the days before the race, but he also spoke about the frustrations of lockdown and the disappointments of postponed competitions, not least, of course, the Tokyo Olympic Games. Today, our reading paints a picture of the Christian life as a race. The writer is exhorting us to keep going in that race. The central figure in the picture is Jesus, who ran the perfect race and whose finishing line was the cross i wonder how chris thompson ran his race we only saw him at the finishing tape but what qualities characterized his running and what was the focus that kept him going through those 26 and a bit miles this morning we're going to ask those two questions about jesus and the race that he ran that took him to his death and resurrection and ascension into heaven The answer to those two questions is in the title of the talk, Serenity and Joy. Jesus ran his race with serenity, and his finishing line focus was joy. So let's see what that means. Firstly, Jesus ran his race with serenity. It's not a biblical word, but it is apt nonetheless. In my dictionary, serenity means peacefulness, or tranquility, calm. I think in Jesus' case, the idea is also shot through with a sense of confidence, authority, and purpose. Let's look at some examples from his life. Right at the start of his ministry, Jesus visited his hometown in Nazareth, you can read this in Luke chapter 4, and preached in the synagogue The people listening were so incensed by what he taught that they drove him out of town to throw him off a cliff. But when it came to it, Jesus just walked through the crowd and went on his way. A little while later, Luke chapter 8, if you want to follow it, we see him on board a fishing boat, asleep in the midst of a storm. His disciples, fearful of their lives, woke him. Master, master, we're going to drown. Jesus rebukes the wind and water and the storm subsides. Where is your faith? He asks his disciples. On another occasion, you can read this in John chapter 4, he was sitting at a well having a life-changing conversation with a Samaritan woman. His disciples, returning from a food shopping expedition, saw Jesus talking to the woman and were only concerned about the propriety of the situation. A rabbi shouldn't be seen talking alone to a woman. At this point, the woman left to go and tell her friends about Jesus, and the disciples started fussing about whether Jesus had eaten anything. Jesus turned to his disciples and said, My food is to do the will of him who sent me, and to finish his work. Another time, Mark chapter 10, the disciples were getting flustered by parents bringing their children to Jesus for a blessing. But Jesus was indignant, Let the little children come to me, and do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Often, in contrast to his disciples, Jesus' demeanour is marked by calm in the face of adversity and danger, and not allowing worldly expectations to come ahead of his kingdom purposes. Jesus' serenity was most marked as he approached the final days of his and hours of his life. It's a serenity that was able to sing a hymn of praise to God with his disciples before heading to the Mount of Olives. It's a serenity that had to be found in prayer as Jesus submitted his will to that of the Heavenly Father in the Garden of Gethsemane. It's a serenity that ordered swords to be put away as he was arrested in the Garden. It's a serenity that stood silent before his Jewish and Roman accusers. It's a serenity that enabled him to endure the mocking, And the scorn and the indignity and the shame of the cross. That is how Jesus ran his race. Then what was his focus as he ran his race? We're told, aren't we, in today's reading, it was the joy set before him that enabled him to endure the cross and finish the race. What is this joy? If joy is part of the fruit of the Spirit, then surely joy is an eternal characteristic of God, Father, Son and Holy Spirit, something experienced within the Trinity before the beginning of time. And certainly joy is something with which heaven itself is familiar. We read in the book of Job, chapter 38, and this is a lovely passage, We read about the the morning stars singing together and the angels shouting for joy when God laid the earth's foundation. That would have been a party to be at. But I think Jesus' joy is also bound up in the redemption of his holy people. In John's Gospel, as Jesus shared his final words of comfort with his disciples shortly before his death, he tells them, I have told you this, so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. And if we go back into the Old Testament, we can read Isaiah's prophecy concerning the joy of God's redeemed people in Isaiah chapter 35, verse 10. They will enter Zion with singing. Everlasting joy will crown their heads. Gladness and joy will overtake them and sorrow and sighing will flee away. The joy set before Jesus was the joy of fellowship with the Father and the Holy Spirit, the joy of heaven itself at his triumphant return, but also the joy of the fulfilment of his earthly ministry, the redemption of his people. This is Jesus' joy, and it is a joy set before us also. How do we respond to this? Bobby and I attended Spring Harvest just after Easter, online of course, and the theme of the event was worship. To be frank, it wasn't something that um, particularly excited me. Worship is an idea that sometimes gets interpreted quite narrowly and can be laden with very different expectations. However, I was reminded quite strongly that my purpose in life is nothing if not to worship God. The Westminster Shorter Catechism was a teaching tool for the church written in the 17th century, and it famously starts with the question, what is the chief end of man? To which the answer is, man's chief end is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. What is worship for men and women if not to glorify and enjoy God? It's great, therefore, that we can use a sermon series like this as we come together that really does enable us to fix our eyes on Jesus, his courage, his humility, his serenity and joy, and we've got some more coming up as well, and then to respond in worship, to glorify him together. But worship isn't confined to what we do as we meet together on a Sunday morning. If we turn over the page in Hebrews to chapter 13, we come across these words in verse 15. Through Jesus, therefore, let us continually offer to God a sacrifice of praise, the fruit of lips that openly profess his name. And do not forget to do good and to share with others, for with such sacrifices God is pleased. Our worship of God is meant to be continuous, seven days a week, not just one. And it's not just the fruit of our lips, but our acts of service. In other words, all of our life. As we fix our eyes on Jesus, this is how we respond to what we see. And this is how we run with perseverance the race marked out for us.